Welcome to the Strategy and Leadership Podcast brought to you by SME Strategy. My name is Anthony Taylor and I'm going to be your host today. On the Strategy and Leadership Podcast, we interview senior leaders and thought leaders to get their best practices for leading teams, for driving and executing strategy, and other best practices as it relates to leadership and team development. And our goal here on the Strategy and Leadership Podcast is to bring you practical and executable tips that you can use right away to support the growth of your organization or your business. So if you enjoy today's episode, please be sure to subscribe. You can follow us on YouTube for other bonus content on strategy and leadership, or, and you can join in on the conversation on Facebook in the strategy and leadership community. So I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. My guest today is Keith Kitani, who is the CEO and co-founder at GuideSpark. Keith, how are you today? I'm doing great, Anthony. Thanks for, for having me here. I'm stoked to get to chat with you, stoked to hear about a little bit about your company. I can read your bio, but why don't you tell our listeners and viewers a little bit about yourself and GuideSpark? Okay, absolutely. So I'll give a little bit of shortened version. I think the more relevant version is I'm a two-time entrepreneur. So I started my first company that we sold to Macromedia, was bought by Adobe. and uh, the product line is now called Adobe Connect. So for those of you familiar with learning and conferencing and communications, that's where I got my kind of technology product start and then carried it over to GuideSpark. And GuideSpark is really focused on helping organizations communicate, but really around what we call change communications. So our focus is really about helping large enterprises communicate effectively to drive business outcomes. We think a lot of communications are really, you know, been kind of around the delivery of information. But really, we think communication is about driving some business goals and outcomes. And so that's really been the focus of GuideSpark. And uh, it's, it's been uh, a great, exciting ride. And I think, you know, with the recent, uh, the recent events, the need for communication is even, even higher, um, particularly as there's so much change going on. So we'll definitely get into GuideSpark and talk about the sort of like the who, what, when, where, how about it. As a seasoned entrepreneur who's had a successful exit, and somebody who's you know led a team, how do you tie in the importance of that, we'll call it last mile communication, but also what are some of the things that people might not necessarily think about when it comes to communication as it relates to growing and ultimately exiting a successful company? It's funny, people always talk about communication as being important, but what exactly does that mean? And I I think that, you know, when I think about organizations, the strategies and the programs to support those strategies are what we're all comfortable with. And so I think those are things that are very well developed. And so people always go and, and there's a plan of, I create a strategy. Okay, I create programs to implement that strategy. But in order to actually execute those programs and strategy, you need your employees. And when you use the word last mile for us, that's really the gap that I think is, is really something to be thought about for a lot of organizations and a lot of leaders in that you can't just put a strategy out there and hope it just happens. What you have to realize is that you have employees and you have to have employees and you have to help drive the outcomes you want. And so communication is the way to bridge that. And we think that, you know, it's not, there's no one message that's going to completely change employees. And so you have to really think about it as we, we call it a communication journey. How do you help those employees, particularly as you get diverse remote organizations, how do you do that so your strategy can actually be effective and executed upon? So when we got on the call, I asked, like, hey, how's your day? And you're like, oh, internal meetings. And obviously, you know, internal meetings, make decisions to talk, to communicate. 
if we thought of like how much communication is required, how much communication is enough, how much communication is too much, what is actually required to get that journey from beginning to end successful? And then sort of a secondary overlap question is how much percentage of your time do you think as a senior leader you spend communicating? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think for me, when I think about communication, you know, leaders, that's that's a, a huge part of their job, right? Like certainly creating strategies, but, you know, I'm guessing 75% of my time is communicating in some way. Now, I do want to separate, you know, I put collaboration in there and, and all of those things because I think people think of, of, of collaboration as part of communication. But when I think about communication in terms of really driving kind of the strategies and the business outcomes, that's the area that I think is the biggest focus for, for leaders. And you've probably heard lots of quotes where, you know, it's, you haven't said it enough until people keep telling you to stop saying it. But I think one of the things that I've realized as we work with these large enterprises around communication is that every individual is different. And typically, organizations have communicated mostly in one size fits all. And if you're communicating in one size fits all, you need to communicate a lot. I actually think the right way to do it is to really start to think about your audience and take an employee-centric view of the messages you're trying to deliver. That's going to drive more relevance and going to get through much more effectively than the one size fits all. And so, you know, I think one of the backdrops of all the digital transformation that's happened since people have moved so much remote over the last couple of months is the noise, the digital noise is so high. And so I think what has happened is people, you know, said, okay, great, I got to communicate. I got to do it more. I got to do it more. But I think, as you said, it's more about more. It's about effectiveness. And if you can be more effective as opposed to just, just doing it through pure volume, both the leader and the employees are going to be much happier. So if we look at it from a CEO perspective, you've got your, your channels and you've got your senior leadership that you have to communicate with and you've got to communicate top down, bottom up. Then they have to communicate with employees and they have to sort of not the marching orders, but communicate the strategy stuff that we're talking about. Presumably there has to be channels there. Then you have sort of like a omni-channel and then you have the people working at home and working in office. What are you doing now to sort of make sure that those communication lines go across? And please feel free to plug Guide Spark in this process. But, you know, what are some of those things that you would recommend to a senior leader in that position to say, these are the things you must do. And here's the things that I would avoid if I was in your position based on my past mistakes. One of the things that is that everybody bulks some of these all in one. And I think you really have to parse out the types of communication you're, you're doing and to pick the appropriate channel and frequency in, in how you do that. And that is, for me, very uh, dependent on the topic, right? So for example, if it's a state of the business, I actually want to communicate that directly, right? So for me, communicating that on an ongoing basis, particularly as we went all remote, was good for me to do that every week in a fairly formal manner. As we've started to change and evolve our strategies, that's where we're using a much more cascade approach, right? Like for me to get in front of and, and to make it applicable to each individual around how this strategy applies to the different roles within an organization is a large group of people get pretty bored after a while because it wouldn't be relevant to them. And that's where I think it is about trying to create more customized experiences. And that for us is really about targeting. So when we think about, you know, GuideSpark solution, 
think about the marketing world. What the marketing world is trying to do is it realizes that you just can't send one message and everybody will engage. What they start to do is targeted campaigns based on, on what they know about their employee. That's the same thing that GuideSpark system is trying to do. We're trying to create experiences that will resonate with each individual in a way that will help get through to them in a much more effective, efficient way. And as I mentioned, drive the outcomes we're looking at. Communication for us is driving the business outcomes. And that could be employee alignment, employee action, employee adoption, whatever it may be, depending on the program. But at the heart of it, that's what I want to try to remember is that I'm not just communicating to say a bunch of information. What I want to do is I, you know, in my, in my, weekly, uh, we, my weekly call, I want to align the organization around what's happening out there. On the strategy side, I want to make sure that everybody is being productive along the lines of the strategy of the organization. So I really like that. Again, the customer-centric, audience-centric, taking a, what I heard is a marketing approach to internal communications, which I think is genius and I've never heard before. So that's awesome. I, I still want to ask you that question about like risks and things to avoid, but what okay. sort of KPIs measures do you use to track the effectiveness of communication? EMPS or like, what do you use to track success as it relates to communication? And I don't know if GuideSpark does that. It's not a plug, but I just genuinely am concerned in, into how you track effectiveness of communication. Yeah, and then that's where actually the marketing analogy is really powerful. We believe that data is critical. If you think about traditional communications, there's no way to measure it. Think about the email or the brochure. It, there's really no way to measure it. And that's really kind of core to, to GuideSpark's system, which is you want to measure your communications across all the different uh, stages. So for example, have you reached someone? So I'll take an email, but we do text messaging and all these other kinds of things. But let's take email. Did they open it? Did they actually click on something, right? Both of those help you measure whether you've actually reached someone and have you been able to engage them. The next step for us is oftentimes in a communication experience, there's content like a video or an infographic or a podcast or something. We then also measure whether they engage with that content. Do they watch 50% of the video? Because if you reach them, but didn't get them engaged with the information that's going to drive that change, it doesn't matter. The fourth is about action. Most oftentimes communications, you want them to drive action. So for example, we do a lot of work with helping organizations overhaul their performance management process. Well, oftentimes after this, you want them to do a check-in or you want them to go to the performance management system. And so for us, it's really measuring, just like a marketing funnel, what is effective and what's not effective. And the overlay is to measure that by audiences. So instead of me just looking at aggregated 50% open the email, well, that doesn't really help you understand how you're going to be better. But if you understood, hey, well, this role, the managers opened it at 85% and non-managers opened it at you know, 4%. All of a sudden, you know that whatever you wrote, however you wrote it, was not effective. And so you have to think about, do you need to send separate messages? And so these are the things that I think that um, are the things that people have to really think about when they're trying to make sure that they, they are getting through, not just delivering information. I mean, that's so cool that like the segmentation, the audience segmentation, especially as a senior leader, because, you know, you're not going to take this, the same importance, you know, if your frontline staff don't, don't get your 
the broadcast message. But you do need to make sure that your top line leaders are really getting and on the same page of that information that you're communicating. You know, I find it so frustrating, and I'm sure our, our listeners have that same experience. When you send an email, nobody answers it, nobody takes an action on it, and you're like, okay, cool, well, like, what now? And it's just like it wastes a bunch of time, but you don't really have that those metrics, the measures to actually say, hey, did it make a difference? Can I actually track if this communication was effective and did it have the intended result? And I also a learning is if you don't have an action at the end of the email, then there's no way that there's a result because there's no action you wanted somebody to take unless it was just like, please read this. One of the things that I wanted to touch on that you mentioned, uh, you asked me about is risk. And I think the biggest risk in communication is the belief that it's been communicated when it hasn't. I think oftentimes people, you know, certainly when I started my career, people would give me something and just assume that I got the message. And I think that is the biggest issue that I'm starting to see out today because the world is so noisy out there. I mean, we get barraged of information in our professional lives and our personal lives. And I think that people don't realize that you're trying to fight for attention. You know, even as the CEO of a company, I know that sometimes I have to fight for attention for my employees. They aren't going to just automatically get it just because I, because I said it. And so that's really the biggest thing I think people have to think about when they're communicating. What is your biggest challenge right now as a senior leader, as it relates to either communication, business, or just anything? Like, what is the thing that it is not keeping you up at night, but what's, you know, what are you working on on yourself and for your company and, and for your people? The one I talk about is, is just change and the rate of change. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is this is a shared experience across everywhere, but the rate of change that has happened in our organization and in, in the world, you know, has really required us to, to move incredibly quickly. One of the biggest things I think over the last couple of months is that people now know what's possible. If you would have told me four months ago that overnight our company would have to go 100% remote, I would have said, no, you know, give me a month. Let's plan it out. You know, we'll, we'll get it all set. And yet we had to do it overnight. And I think for me, the rate of change that we're seeing, you know, people talk about the new normal, the next normal, it's not going to slow down. And so what I think about what keeps me up is really thinking about, you know, how is the world changing? How is it going to change for my employees? How is it going to change for our business? And how can we continually adapt to that? And then you have the, the personal, uh, you know, the things that come out more of our personal lives that affect businesses. Obviously, there's been a lot of racial tension here in the U.S., you know, and that has affected businesses and leaders pretty significantly. And so if you think about just all of these things happening, you know, as a CEO for me, as, as any leader, it's how do you start to really navigate when so many things are happening? And, and obviously, as I've mentioned, I think communication is foundational for all that. You know, when issues happen you have to be willing to, to quickly, quickly communicate in a way to understand, so people understand where you are and what the company is and what this means to the company. How have you found, obviously, you know, using communication as sort of the ground of it, how have you found non-senior leaders managing this change? And how do you think that that has affected sort of their like teamwork, collaboration, you know, like the sort of thinking of like new teams forming in the process, even if the teams were existing prior to this? Yeah, I was I was just talking to my to my head of engineering uh, about this a little while ago, and uh, she's having to really think through, you know, how do you manage people in a way that you used to do when you sat right next to them, and so it's a combination of how do you support the collaboration 
you know, certainly software teams can work remotely, but how do you do the whiteboarding? How do you do the brainstorming that you might have done in person? And how do you translate that? Or do you just not do that anymore? You know, how do you measure performance in a way where you aren't really able to do that? And now there's tools. And when you think about like the, the, the standups and the meetings, how do you move that to maybe a video experience? These kinds of things are all things that leaders and team managers have to go do. And I do think it is custom to the company, the culture, and the roles. You know, I think there isn't one size fits all. Here's how you change and here's how you go remote. It is dependent on that organization and the people in that organization. Customizing and personalizing experiences. I think that's really how you're going to drive change quickly. As an interviewer, somebody who's asking you a question, I'm like, okay, like everything is customized. So there's no one size fits all answer to it. But, you know, uh, how did you discover in your leadership that that was sort of like the foundational piece to like call it a mantra as it is in terms of how you do things. Was there a part in your career, obviously, you know, working with Adobe, you, you got a lot of tools at your disposal, but you know, was there a certain moment where you track back and it was sort of that aha moment that, that customization and individualization was, you know, something that was really important to you or do you have one of those sort of aha moments that you discovered in your career? Um, I, yeah, I don't know if I ever had a real aha moment. I think every manager at some point in time realizes that when you're managing and leading a team, you can't like just do, everybody's not the same, right? But yet how you actually use that in managing and leading large organizations has been an evolution for me. And I would say certainly, you know, I, I've, I've grown as I've had experiences, but I think at, at GuideSpark, we have a, a variety of different demographic. Uh, you know, while we're a software company, we have software people. But one of the other side is we have a large creative team, designers, writers, producers, art directors. We also have sales and marketing and, and finance and operations. And I think one of the things that really stuck out for me is I've been involved with a lot of more traditional technology companies. And having this creative team that just, you know, is different than a software engineer. You know, if there was more of an aha guiding moment where I looked at it and said, okay, great. I'm used to working with a lot of software and engineer type of people. The creative group is, is different and how I have to think about, you know, how they're going to do their work and how they work and, and how we're going to align their strategy in a way that makes sense for them is something that probably didn't happen overnight, but is something that I think I learned a lot about at GuideSpark because it, it was, it really hit me. Yeah, well, it definitely sounds you're, you're a product of your environment and in a, you know, in the Bay Area where you have new things being created every day and people are, you know, it, it has to be so user focused like that is where the world is going is that everything has to be to, you know, customized to the user to the level of data understanding. And if you don't use the information that you have at your disposal, it seems like a little bit of a waste and you have figured out a way to use that data, use that information and use it to your advantage to make yourself a more effective manager and a leader, which is awesome. You know, it's interesting. I, I touched on the blending of personal and professional lives. And I think that's certainly been something that's really impacted how employees, how we all interact with information. You know, first I talked about the mobile phone, right? Personal and professional lives get completely blended on a mobile phone. Right. And so I talk a lot about communication. You know, when I when I send communications now, I'm probably, you know, competing with their, you know, their kids. 
right? Like, I mean, those are the things that you have to start to realize that you're competing with as you try to, as you try to get through this. And I think, you know, in our consumer lives, marketers have gotten so well at trying to engage you and they try to create these personalized experiences. And I think that's just starting to become an expectation for people uh, if you want to get their attention in the, in the workforce. So perfect segue. Tell us a little bit about GuideSpark, how, you know, how can senior leaders use it? How can it be an effective tool to improve your, the communication? And again, some of the things you already touched on, but anything else you want to add about the software itself? Yeah, um, you know, GuideSpark um, uh, Communicate Cloud is, is a software platform that is really designed to help orchestrate communication experiences or communication journeys for organizations. And it really starts with a program, generally a, a multi-year program, like revamping a strategy, revamping a performance process, overhauling your compensation programs. You know, all of those are things that you need to drive employee change, particularly for large enterprises. And so our software helps you manage that and measure it because communication for me is very iterative. You have to look at the data and then you have to then make adjustments in order to be effective. And so that's what GuideSpark is really about, is to help organizations deliver that last mile of change for the strategies that are critical to their business. Cool. And like this might be a weird example, but I pictured a hard-boiled egg is that the center of the hard-boiled egg is like the thing you're actually trying to accomplish, but you can't get the center without all of the like communication on the outside. And it's like, yeah, you could have the best plan, but none of it stands up without the communication coordination, like actual understanding of how the thing goes. And so that's why I'm just like, I'm just so enamored by what you're doing. I just think it's so cool because, you know, for somebody who works in hundreds of organizations a year and, and sees the, the failings, most of the time the failings are around communication. But I was in a call today and we're talking about communication as a soft skill but it's also the hard stuff of communication, the rigor of it, the effectiveness of it, that it sounds like you're solving or in the process of solving, which is just, just I, I can't overstate how important it is and how important it is to have those strategy things execute successfully. Yeah. And one of the things that I, I do want to mention, even though we're you know a software company and you know I, I do have a creative team, I, I want to make sure that I don't make it sound like communication is all about data. In the end of the day, it's people. And you have to remember that you need to connect with them on the emotional level, right? And if you're going to drive any level of change, you got to realize they are people. And so for us, it's really about how do you facilitate those interactions in a way that you can measure and then improve in the future. And I, I haven't used that hard-boiled egg analogy, but that, that, that's a new one. That's a good one for me. <laughs> you, can't, you get to the shell without that layer of communication. Yeah. Well, what's also interesting is that you, you obviously didn't want to step over the soft stuff, but I actually feel like some people like put too much emphasis on the soft stuff. Well, obviously it's important, right? But the, the other pieces of it that I think sometimes maybe a little bit mystify people, like they, I, they understand vision, but they don't understand action planning and goal setting. So like really t tying those sort of the, the, the really the tool of communication and leveraging it to accomplish and really drive home that final mile of, of communication and drive home the project. So I think it's awesome. And just as we finish off here, is there any sort of success stories that you want to share? Not necessarily from just like using your software, but that you've seen that where that communication really played a part and, and sort of transformed the outcome for an organization that you've seen, whether that was one of your past ones, pre-GuideSpark, or currently as, as clients? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's stuff that's top of mind is watching what some of our clients are doing in the face of the, the, the crisis and the, and the pandemic and how they're trying to go and quickly use this to create new experiences for, for them to go and say, okay, great. I used to have in-person onboarding. Now I need to go and put it remote because I can't have everybody sitting in a room or they were already doing feedback and coaching and they realized that feedback and coaching, you know, the traditional communication and training around it needed to be adapted for remote work. And so for me, those are the ones that are really interesting. You know, another client, for example, has a number of furloughed employees and realized that they had to communicate in a different way to a furlough employee to, to ones that are still there. And so, so for me, I think it's about the iteration that they, you can have now around trying to connect to employees in the face of something that, you, that is unexpected. And that is what I think the power of, of agility and communication and information and data can really allow people. And that's a little bit along the, the ideas of what's possible. But to see these transformation happen in very short time periods are what, you know, are the things that, that, are, that are most top of mind. You know, we certainly have multi-year programs and we've done some great stuff. But I think, you know, if I was talking about what's current today, it's, it's really about how people have had to adapt and how they're having to adapt uh, in communicating because they can't do the things they used to do. Yeah, absolutely. And you're obviously excited about it, which is which is obviously good to see. But what I also took from what you were saying in terms of how to navigate that change and, and use that is it supports the user experience and the customer experience, which is what helps you create a competitive advantage, which creates differentiation, which creates added value in a time where people's business models are either disrupted by competition, which is like normal disruption, and then disruption by world events, whether it be COVID or something else, is that it sounds like you have been able to bridge the gap to help people manage that change more quickly and supported their both desire and ability to be agile and manage that change successfully. And that's, um, that's I think that's the skill of the future. So thank you for sharing. I think it's just so cool and, and just really appreciate your your time and your what you're doing. It's awesome. <laughs> okay. Well, you said it better than I did. I, I don't even need to summarize because you just summarized it uh, very succinctly and well. So that was awesome. Thank you, Anthony. Well, I can be your official mascot if you want, but we can talk about that in the next podcast. Um, where can people get a hold of you? Where can people learn more about GuideSpark? Yeah. So our website is www.guidespark.com. So just guideandspark.com. I'm on LinkedIn, Keith Kitani. Um, you can also send me an email at kkitani at guidespark.com. As you can tell, I love to talk about communications and the link between strategy and communications. And, you know, it is a passion of mine. And um, I think, you know, as we emerge from, you know, shelter in place back to whatever's next, um, I'm really excited about the opportunities and possibilities, uh, particularly as they are going to leverage a lot of uh, uh, innovative communications. Keith, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It was, okay. it was really awesome. Appreciate that. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest has been Keith Kitani from GuideSpark, the CEO and founder. Um, if you and someone you know is looking for support with their communication and all of the different aspects of that, be sure to send them this podcast and support them in being able to navigate this change successfully. And if you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe, like us, and share with your friends. So once again, my name is Anthony Taylor. This has been the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. I want to thank my guest Keith again, and until next time. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. 
If you're in the process of renewing your strategic plan and you're looking for a framework to align your team and to create a clear vision, clear goals, and a clear roadmap on how to get there, be sure to check out our signature course that will walk you through the process that we've used to create hundreds of strategic plans successfully for organizations all over the world. You'll get instant access to all the videos and documents right away. And so whether you're planning a strategy session in three months, three weeks, or three days, you'll be able to get the most out of your meeting and have everyone be on the same page and bought into your plan. It's the exact same framework that we've used for our clients and we've packaged it in a way that you can use it easily yourself. So visit smestrategy.net slash course and you can use the code podcast for $100 off. That's smestrategy.net slash course and use the code podcast for $100 off and you'll get instant access to all of the tools to help you create your strategic plan successfully and have everybody moving forward on the same page. Once again, this is Anthony Taylor with the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you real soon.